When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, y'all? We are live from Canvas Stadium. Justin Michael here, host of DNVR Rams Live. And man, that was a that was deflating week one performance. It feels like Groundhog Day at this point, where every year we talk ourselves into it being different. And by halftime of week one, it's it just I don't know. I feel like I'm smacking myself in the head confused on on why I thought it was going to be different. I mean, this this team certainly has talent. I think when you look at the roster, it's pretty clear that, you know, they have three to four of the top 15 to 20 players in the conference. And to just get shell-shocked like this in front of your home fans, you know, in your own building, it's just... It's brutal. And it's it's happened way too much over the last couple of years. Um... We'll get into some key series in this matchup. I'll break down uh, the turning point. We will talk about some of the positives. There were a few things that went well for this one. But overall, man, this this was really deflating. I mean, the offense did get going in the, the fourth quarter once Braden Fowler Nicolosi came into the matchup, and we'll talk about that later on just in terms of what to expect with this quarterback position. Um, I, I wouldn't say that we're at a spot yet where clay needs to feel like you know he's at risk but man that that was not good enough not even close i asked jay norvell post game you know essentially if the offense being this conservative was intentional if they wanted to stretch the field more clay got hurt in that third quarter with about four minutes left and that was actually his first attempt of 15 plus yards down the field the entire game and you know, Jay was pretty honest. He's like, he he felt that there were some opportunities that they missed, that there were some chances to be more aggressive and, you know, that he he didn't take those. That was something that I talked about coming into the, the season was just the residual impact of taking all the hits he had last season. And, you know, if he potentially was going to develop some bad habits, maybe not trusting that O-line, because frankly, it wasn't like last year when you had 12 tackles for loss, when you gave up seven sacks. I mean, I felt like there was quite a few instances in in which he had time to, you know, let the play develop, potentially be a little bit more aggressive down the field. And he just wasn't taking them. Um, It will be interesting to see what happens as far as practice goes, you know, whether Braden gets an opportunity to run more with the ones, the offense certainly opened up a hell of a lot more when he came in. I, I thought he was, 
willing to take some chances, which is obviously good and bad. There were a couple of throws that, I mean, the interception was, was pretty bad. He got away with a couple of them that you just can't make. Frankly, you can't be that erratic and expect to be a starting quarterback, but I did feel like he brought a spark. Obviously they needed to change something up and, I mean, you can't win doing what this offense is doing. You you go down the field and, you know, you drill the 38-yard field goal. It feels like things are going pretty good. And then after that, I think their next four drives, they had a combined 12 plays. It was just, it was rough. They could not get anything going. I did feel like the defense, for the most part, gave them a chance. I mean, to only be down two scores at halftime is, is pretty remarkable. They could have easily been down 30. In the second half, I felt like they just were gassed. I mean, they were gassed. And that's not to say that it was perfect. There were certainly uh, a couple of blown coverages where receivers were running way too open. I felt like the pass rush was going to be more consistent. We didn't see any of that. I mean, outside of Mo Kamara, I guess, had the strip sack. We broke free a little bit in the fourth quarter, started to make some plays. But I mean, both offensively and defensively, at that point, it was garbage time. The game was well out of hand. I don't know. I just, I feel bad. I mean, I feel bad that I, I got people's hopes up. I, I do think this team has talent and as, as deflating as this was, you know, I haven't completely abandoned all of that. It's just getting to a point where it feels systemic, you know, it, like the Cleveland Browns or something, you know, you change the staff, you change players, you bring in talent, you change the uniforms, you change everything. And in the end, the result just, ends up being the same and you know like so many of you out there i'm just tired of it i'm tired of coming into this building excited and just leaving dejected now again it's week one we don't want to to panic too much but i mean there there was a lot of talk coming into this season from the coaches the players about how this was going to be different it did look better in practice from what we saw you know i just I'm really surprised that they played this poorly at home, that it felt like they they were shell-shocked, they didn't respond well. I mean, to, to come out in that second half and go three and out, when you're only down 14, I mean, you go down and you score a touchdown there, it's a completely different ball game. And instead, they just came out completely flat. And that was kind of the story of tonight, you know, just not enough juice, not enough juice for a week one game in your building against a Power 5 team and to give up. 50 points with all the hype that we had for this defense and and they do have talent. It's just, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. We're going to get into it as we go here. Uh, Buying tickets shouldn't be as stressful as watching CSU football. Thankfully with game time, it's fast and easy. It's the best way to buy tickets last minute for sports, music, comedy, theater, you name it. They've got the best deals around. They offer flash deals, last minute tickets, anything you need. What's really cool about game time is you can see where you're going to sit before you even get to the stadium. They offer images while you're scrolling. You can see it before you even buy it to make sure that you are not buying a bad ticket. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in row for less, Game Time will give you a hundred uh, credit for a hundred ten percent of the difference. Snag tickets without stress using Game Time. Download the app. 
Use the code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account. Redeem the code DNVR for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Also want to shout out our friends over at American Raptors. Uh, the 2023 Rugby Town 7s tournament was um, uh, about a week ago. It was a really cool event. 20 teams from all over the world, all competing. The really cool thing about the American Raptors program is they take athletes from all backgrounds, you know, football players, basketball players, you name it. They already have the athletic skills to compete in rugby, to potentially be good at rugby, but they hone those skills. They refine them. You can learn the sport with our guy Colton Strickler. You can follow him on Twitter at Colton Strickler or at DNVR underscore rugby. We've got a weekly rugby pod. It's the best way to stay up to date with all things rugby. Our guy Colton is a Ram, so I imagine he too is is going through it tonight. But man, not the performance we were looking for. Um, one of the things that Jay Norvell said post game that I thought was really interesting was essentially that he felt there were opportunities to be more aggressive downfield. Now, obviously, a lot of this offense is you know quick screens. It's, it's trying to play at tempo, and I do think that is a little bit of a misconception within the fan base. They see the quick screens. They see some of the, the you know, the quick hitter runs up the gut, and they're like, "What the hell? This is not the air raid." The air raid is really a simple offense, guys. It's not like one where you sit back in the pocket and you've got all kinds of crazy stuff going downfield. It's about playing fast. It's about doing the things well and executing. But when you're not doing it in the in the trenches, when you're not able to run the football, it just makes it tough. And frankly, when you have a quarterback who's you know, not willing to to stretch the field. It, it it just felt like Clay was a little gun shy in this one. I don't know if that's from those hits that he suffered last season. Again, that is something that we're gonna have to keep an eye on. Um, I just don't want to like create a narrative or something that is premature. But this was alarming because he has plenty of arm talent. I think the talent around him is there. Tory Horton, Justice Ross Simmons, obviously had. A really big game. Nice to see that from the sophomore. Gets four catches on that first drive. They kind of struggled to get the ball back to him until the end of the game, but to see him do that is huge. If Clay can't take advantage of these weapons, you know, we're going to have to start having a real serious conversation, and I don't know how long that's going to be. You know, I, I don't know if that's after non-conference play. Like, you give him a couple more weeks. What I do know you can't afford to waste another season with as much talent as you have. So there, there, there's going to have to be some, you know, hard conversations, some hard, you know, practices. I, I don't know. I, we're just at a point where we can't afford to give it away. And, and, and I believe that clay has all the tools, but we just, we need to see him execute more consistently. And that's, that's the big key, execution. You see it in spurts. You see Justice Ross Simmons break free for a 70-yard touchdown. You're like, bang. You see Dallin Holker, you know, make an insane grab in the end zone and just the the talent and, and athleticism that he has. And, and it's exciting. But at the end of the day, you lost 50 to 24 again. You know, it, going back to the analogy at the the beginning, Groundhog Day, it's just another day, same old story. Um, as far as the keys in this one, third down efficiency was huge. I mean, the Rams could not get off the field, especially in that first and, and second quarter. I felt like the defense did a really good job of getting them in third and long 
and Cam Ward would scramble around. He'd scamper. He'd make something happen with his feet. He'd hit a receiver downfield. They just they couldn't get off the field. They did have a big goal line stand, and that was great to see. It was great to see the defense play with some heart there. It gives BSU an opportunity to stay in this one, even if you know, the final outcome didn't end up being that much more competitive. It's just... It's it's gut wrenching, guys, and and I'm gonna get to some of your questions and comments here uh, at the end. But I did just kind of want to go through some of the key numbers in this one. Uh, for me, you know, third down efficiency was huge. Like I said, Washington State 11 of 17 in this game, CSU only five of 14, and the vast majority of those third down conversions came at the end when the game was well out of hand. Uh, Clay Millen finished 15 of 24, 110 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Braden Fowler Nicolosi comes in. Basically plays the fourth quarter, last five minutes of the third. He goes 13 of 20, 210, two touchdowns, one interception. He should have had two or three, but he he did bring some juice. It, it was, I don't know. I, I don't know if they would have put him in the game if Clay hadn't gotten hurt, but Jay did say that he didn't like the look in his eyes. I don't know. That's that's something to to keep an eye on, I guess. I mean, that that's one where it kind of depends on what he meant. Just contextually, I don't know if he meant that was just because of the injury or because of the entire situation, but just a really underwhelming performance from this offense altogether. It, it looked not as bad as what we saw last year. The offensive line was more consistent, you know, not as many tackles for loss. They were able to do some positive things with the screen game, which they didn't really do at all last year, but it, it was just too much of the same. I mean, they, they couldn't sustain drives. They failed to establish the run consistently I, I mean, I guess Dallin Holker scoring a, a red zone touchdown is is encouraging. Scoring over 20 points for the first time in the Jay Norvell era, that's encouraging. Uh, the fact that the quarterback wasn't getting his teeth kicked in every other snap, that's encouraging. But I just, I expected to see so much more out of this group on, on both sides of the football. I thought the defensive line was going to be able to get in Cam Ward's face more than they did. They had their moments, but it just felt like a lot of the time Cam Ward had you know, all day back there to just kind of roam, roam, wait for it to develop. And that's tough on your secondary, you know, when they're back there, just isolated, they needed to keep them within, in, within the pocket more consistently, consistently than they did. It just, it didn't work out. And frankly, he's a good quarterback. <laughs> he seems to play his best football when, when going up against the green and gold, but <sighs> I, I felt like the, the turning point in this one was, that fourth down play in the second quarter where, you know, you, you go for it on your own territory and Washington state actually didn't score after this, but I just felt like momentum wise, that would have been huge. If you're able to, you know, get that it's fourth in like one and a half basically. And you go backwards, you lose two, three yards. That's so deflating to just not be able to win those moments in the trenches. I don't know. It's just, it's just rough. It's just rough. Um, as far as, you know, the player of the game, I got to go with, you know, Justice Ross Simmons, sophomore wide receiver. Um, he had pretty productive outing in this one. Again, some of it came in garbage time, but five catches, 123 yards, one touchdown. It, it was really encouraging. You know, he's a stud. He came on strong at, at times last year to see him in week one, have this type of performance. It's great. Torrey Horton, though, guys, only he did finish with nine catches for 81 yards. But I mean, we were in the third quarter and I'm sitting here looking at the the target numbers and he's at like 
one catch on four targets. And I, I it's just not enough. Like they, they got to look to get him the football consistently. You see special things can happen when the ball is in his hands. I mean, he's got ability to make you miss in the open field. He's got phenomenal hands. They have to find a way to get their, their best playmakers, the football. And you know, that's all on the quarterback. It, it really is. So a, a big test, obviously coming up over these next couple of weeks, there's things you did. Well, not a lot, but, I don't know. I just, I I don't want to act like the sky is falling, but it's hard to feel positive when you just get worked in your own building the way that CSU did tonight. Uh, We do have some helmet stickers for a couple of individuals that played well. Uh, Kobe Johnson, the game was well out of hand, but he did have a 98 yard kickoff return for a touchdown. He's really explosive. He's a guy I'd like to see them get the ball in his hands more, whether it's, you know, swing passes, uh, running back screens, just something. I mean, he he's he's a lightning bolt once he gets going. That was the first CSU kickoff return for a touchdown since Anthony Hawkins against UNLV in 2019. Love to see that in the preseason. I did say that CSU will return a kick and a punt for a touchdown this year. <laughs> a lot of my other preseason predictions not looking so hot right now, but I did get that one. Uh, obviously, helmet sticker for Justice Ross Simmons. Not the outcome any of us were looking for, but to go for five catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown, that's huge. Uh, helmet sticker for Dallin Holker in his CSU debut, five catches, 47 yards, one touchdown, that red zone play. Just a small glimpse of what he brings to the table. I think he's going to be a huge asset for whoever's at quarterback this season. I, I still think it'll be Millen. I'm not trying to get you know too carried away here, but... You know, it's it's just we need more. Like outside of that, offensively, I would give Braden Fowler Nicolosi a helmet sticker for doing what he did in that fourth quarter coming in and providing a spark. Oh, we got some stadium noise. Let's see if I can close the gate. All right. We'll power through it. Live TV, folks. <laughs> Looks like somebody set the security alarm at the CSU stadium. Sorry about that. Well, the fire alarm has gone off and we are being forced to exit the building. All right. This is about on par with how this night has gone. It's just a disaster from the beginning. (laughs) And to the very end, seemingly. You want to know what? We will uh, we'll figure it out. I think I'm going to go live again tomorrow and hopefully give a, a more concise broadcast with less background noise. I'm sorry I was not able to get to your questions and comments, but with this alarm going off and, and the background, I, I don't think it's going to be something you guys want to listen to. Um, I guess I'll just say this. I'll leave you with this. This was really disappointing, guys, but it's week one, and we never overreact more to anything in any sport than we do on week one. So you got a bye week. You got two weeks to figure it out. Obviously, the way CU performed today, it's it's pretty alarming. The, the fact that the Rams struggled with Washington State's tempo early, that was really alarming to me. But it's week one, and you've got an opportunity to get better, but uh, we shall see. So uh, I'm really sorry about this, guys, the, the fire alarm going off. Uh, but uh, much love. Hope everybody gets home safely tonight. Peace. <laughs>